What are the impacts on security and privacy of the recent case involving the Murdoch media empire? Hi, this is Tom Field, Editorial Director with Information Security Media Group. I'm talking today with John Colley of IST Squared in MIA. John, thank you so much for joining me today. Good, good to, to be on. To get us started, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and your work, please? Okay, well, I'm uh, Managing Director for IST Squared for Europe, Middle East, and Africa. Um, as you're probably aware, IST Squared is the certification and education body for information security professionals. Um, before joining the IST Squared, well, I have been associated with IST Squared both as a board director and uh, for two years as chairman. Uh, but before joining IST Squared full-time, I had some senior uh, information security positions in the UK. I was uh, head of risk services at Barclays. Uh, before that, I was CISO at the Royal Bank of Scotland, and I was also the head of information security at ITL, one of the big uh, British computer manufacturers. So, all in all, I, my, although I'm I'm doing a managing director job at the moment, I really do consider myself as an information security professional. Well, John, information security professionals worldwide have been reading for the past few weeks about this Murdoch Media case. What do you say are the are the the privacy and ethical concerns here for information security professionals? Well, the, the, this case is quite interesting because it's, it's um, brought into um, the public uh, recognition, something that's actually been going on for quite some considerable time, not necessarily um, uh, with, with newspapers, but it's the whole business of information broking. And that started probably about 15, 20 years ago in the oil industry. And what would happen is that uh, some uh, probably very unethical or criminal-type activity would take place, and someone would get some information, and they'd sell that information to another source, who'd sell it to another source, etc. And then eventually it would be presented uh, legitimately to, to an organization as um, industrial information about one of their competitors. So they would be buying it from what they thought was a, um, a legitimate source. What's different about this with the Murdoch thing, though, is that the... The chain of command, as it were, seems to be much, much shorter. Uh, the journalists appear to be have uh, been employing the uh, the guy that was actually doing the, home, the uh, phone hacking um, on an individual basis. So they couldn't plead, really, that they were getting this from a legitimate source. They knew, I, I suspect they knew exactly what was going on. Um, so um, if you look at that from a, an ethical viewpoint, I mean, clearly, uh, the ethics... Um, that wherever you're getting the information from, you should really question how people got hold of that. Um, the, the other example I can quote is the uh, the, the issue with in, in the Formula One um, motor car racing business about three or four years ago, where McLaren, uh, an engineer left McLaren and he was trying to leak information to Ferrari. Oh, no, sorry, I think it was the other way around. He left Ferrari and he was trying to leak information to McLaren. Um, in that particular case, McLaren went to Ferrari and said, "Look, this guy is trying to do this, and I think he ended up being prosecuted." Um, so I think I think the the ethical issue here is that you, when you get this sort of information, you really got to ask where it's come from, and whether it's come from a, a, an ethical source. Well, John, this ethical question is sort of new to the information security profession. What do you find to be the most important messages coming from this case to those that work in your profession? Well, first of all, I, I wouldn't. I'd, I'd probably disagree with you that you know ethics is new to the information security profession because. Um, Part of our certification process is to ask um, people if they understand and have knowledge of the ethical issues involved. Um, and people who um, become our members have to undertake to, to, form our, to follow our ethics policy. 
and that just doesn't just apply to us. It also applies to other people who are in the certification business, people who certify auditors, and also some of the the, the large professional membership organisations like the ISFA. Um, so really, from a uh, from an information security viewpoint, um, people should be very much aware of, of what the ethical issues are. Um, and then, you know, they're not complicated. It's really basically all about doing the right thing. And if you're worried about whether it is the right thing or not, it probably isn't the right thing. Um, from an information security viewpoint, though, of course, the, this, to some extent, were, were people doing these sort of things outside of the, the profession. Uh, so from, you know, from does it raise ethical problems with us? Probably not, because we hopefully would be acting ethically in the first place. John, based on what you see, what you've observed, what do you find to be some of the new considerations, not just for media, but for other organizations, about where and how they obtain information? Well, as, as I said earlier, I think they've really got to be very careful uh, actually understanding what the sources are um, and what actions they should be taking. Now, the newspapers are quite interesting because, um, to some extent, they feel that they're, they're, they're operating in the public interest. So they may feel that uh, what they're doing is okay, um, we're getting this information about uh, certain individuals, um, and that's in the public interest. I mean, clearly the uh, uh, the reporting on the Murdoch case, it, it appears that uh, it's questionable some of this stuff, whether it was in the public interest or not. Um, but you can't always say that the, the um, ends justify the means, um, and I think you have to be very careful about um, what means you actually used it to get an end. Now, an example of this is that um, when I was at the World Bank of Scotland, um, when I was heading up the information security um, organization there, we were subject to phishing attacks. And it was pretty plain to us that we could actually take down these websites if we wanted to, um, because we had the skills to do that. Now, that raises a, a quite a nice ethical and legal situation, because uh, legally we weren't really entitled to do that, because we'd be breaking the law. But they were actually attacking us, so it's quite a, a fine balance. I mean, clearly we, didn't, uh, we did not uh, take that action. Um, but it was an action that was open to us, um, and that's where you have to start thinking about the ethical and the legal um, considerations before you do take uh, any any particular action. With such public focus now on ethics and legalities, do you see significant changes arising from this case that we're all reading about now? I think uh, certainly in the UK we'll see significant change. I mean, they're already talking about, um, for example, the, the percentage of the readership any any one news group can uh, can control uh, as you're probably aware murdoch uh, uh, the murdoch organization from um from the newspaper viewpoint this, this doesn't apply to um, online media or television uh, shows uh, account of some like 42 percent of the uk readership which is a, a huge number um so i think we're going to see changes there i think there's going to be changes uh the, the, the um we have a thing called the Press Complaints Com Commission in, in, in the UK, which is a, a voluntary thing that's uh, more or less run by the newspapers. I think that will become um, a, a regulated official body rather than a, a voluntary code of practice that they follow. So I think, yes, I think we'll see quite a few significant changes as a result of this. Now, you spoke earlier about the role that ethics has played traditionally in information security. Do you see that being more of, of a significant factor now? I think um, people begin to think much more about um, the ethics of situations. And something else, of course, we're seeing in the information security um, arena is that it's getting much bigger. Um, when I started out um, 
nearly well, about 20 years ago, I suppose now. Um, for example, there's only 23 certified information security professions in uh, in the UK, and there's about 3,200 globally. Uh, well, now we have nearly 4,000 in the UK and over nearly 80,000 globally, so it's become much, much bigger. Um, and unfortunately, as, as things get bigger, um, more and more people want to get into it, possibly led by the, the attraction of, of higher salaries. And of course, not everybody that gets into it perhaps has the same high ethical standards as the, the originators and the people that you, you'd want to. And I think that's where uh, professional organisations and bodies play an important part to maintain that uh, when you look across industry, you see that information security professionals really control so much data now. And with mobility, social media, emerging technologies, there's so much access to it. What do you feel that information security professionals can and should do differently now, starting now, based on the privacy concerns we've discussed today? Well, I think, first of all, um I would say that it's, it's not the information security professionals that have access to all this data. It's, it's generally the, the IT and the users and, and the consumers that have the access to the data. The role of the information security um, professional is really to make sure that that data is protected properly. Um, and also, so I, I think we've got two aspects here. One is um, if you've got information that is confidential, you need to be able to make sure it is protected properly, that only legitimate people have access to it. And the other side of the coin, of course, is the one we've been talking about, and I'm not quite sure uh, whether the information security profession should come into this or not. But uh, one should also query where the, uh, you know, the, the data has come from and whether the, um, you know, the source of the data is a legitimate source that, uh, that the organization should be holding. Um, and I'm not saying that that's a, that's a decision the information security person should make, but it's perhaps a question you should ask uh, the management of the organization they work with. Very good, John. I appreciate your time and your insight today. Okay, it's been a pleasure. Thank you. I've been talking about information security and ethics. I've been talking with John Colley, Managing Director of ISC Squared in EMEA. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tom Field. Thank you very much.